Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Good morning show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride here on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, Indianapolis is a buzz. Not because of the NBA All-Star game or the weekend. No, they're talking about the NFL Combine. Happens this time of year all the time with the NFL Combine. We get all the teams there to go look at some of the next generation of uh, NFL players at the Combine. But you know what I was thinking about as we were doing our morning meeting is the conversation that we heard on Sportsmanlike, the show that comes on right before us, 5 to 7 here on ESPN 1000 with Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman, and Chris Canty. And you heard, like I heard, the three of them talking about the Bears and saying, well, there's a great possibility the Bears could screw this up with the number one pick or not have a good draft. Can I just tell you, there's nothing that you and I or Bears fans can do about the Bears not re-signing Wilbur Marshall in free agency. There's nothing that we could do about how the Bears did not hold on to one of the best kickers of all time in Robbie Gold. Nothing we could do about the Bears not holding on to Ron Rivera, letting him just go, and he becomes a pretty pretty doggone good head coach after his time with the Chicago Bears. There's nothing we could do about Mitch Trubisky. There's nothing we could do about some of the mistakes that the Bears have made in the past. But what I'm telling you, my friend, is, is that this is a new era of the Chicago Bears, and all we can do is be able to root for what the Bears have in front of us now, the opportunity to be able to have a new look, Chicago Bears, at the quarterback position, fill the holes in the draft and free agency. Hey, we can all say, well, it's the Bears. They always screw it up. But do we know for sure that that's going to happen now? We don't. And all very eloquently put by you, we can't change the 2017 draft. Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. And if you play the highlight that aired on this station, I was racing home from work at TV. And I have this station on. And I hear, we have a trade. The Chicago Bears have acquired the second pick and select Mitchell Trubisky. And you hear, I think it was Poli. Whoa. Like, what? Where'd Mm -hmm. that come from? Damn. And then all hell broke loose and Mahomes goes to Kansas City and the rest is history. But this is a new management team with a new way of doing things. I feel like the roster is markedly better. Think back. I said this to someone the other day. Think back to the day George McCaskey was spotted by one of our listeners walking through O'Hare. He's picking someone up at the airport, and he's got a sign that says Candiaga. You remember that? Yes. That was the hometown of Ryan Poles. And he was picking Ryan up at the airport. And he's getting a deal done and not letting him get on the plane the next morning to go to Minnesota. 
who was he was supposed to interview with next. Mm-hmm. We're getting this deal done. Got him. Okay, he immediately, we got the videos of him at 4 in the morning showing up to work, and he's got his little suit bag and going to live in the office. The whole deal. Yes. Khalil Mack, get out. Roquan, get out. I lost the number for Akeem Hicks. Robert Quinn, get out. The roster was horrific. Mm -hmm. They won three games. But he took all the dead cap money right away. We're going to stink. I'm going to eat it all now. Where's that roster? Almost 24 months to the day. Just a little over 24 months. That roster is all of a sudden markedly better. You have a wide receiver one. You have a defense that was the last 10 games with Montez Sweat. Really, really good. Oh, and you have two top 10 picks here? You've got your defensive backfield other than you've got to replace Eddie, but everything else is in place? Your linebackers in place? Oh, doctor. So I feel like it's a totally different way the Bears are doing business. I do. There's two words we have to always think about when it comes to either being in the front office of a National Football League team or gambling. And that is risk and reward. Right. Those are the two words, risk and reward. If you're a longtime Bears fan, you know where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is is that for many years, and Cap can attest to this as well, where there would be someone obvious that the Bears should be able to draft or someone obvious that the Bears should look at in free agency. And you say, boy, I mean, if you only sign that person, that could really do some wonders for your football team. That could really markedly make your team better if you're able to sign this person. Now it goes to the rival in the division or it goes someplace else. And that person goes on to win a Super Bowl championship or flourishes a Hall of Famer or whatever. We've seen this for many years, Cap, as Bears fans say, how come the Bears didn't get this person? Only if the Bears would have been able to acquire this person, if they would have spent the money to, for this, and the Bears don't do the risk. And then the reward on the other side of it is we're going to roll the dice and see what we can do because we're going to be aggressive. When you're there at the craps table, right, or, or when you're there on your gambling app and you say, you know what? The reward's going to be great if because I'm going to roll the dice because I feel like I could be able to be a winner here. I feel like we can be able to get this done. And I like that Ryan Poles bet on himself by coming hat in hand to George McCaskey. I don't know how he did it, but pretty much said, yeah, what you have here isn't good enough. Maybe he didn't say it out loud, but pretty much saying, hey, George, I'll do the job. But what you have here with those guys that you just mentioned, you're not winning with them. So we're going to win without them. Those veterans that you just listed. Because you weren't, because there were some people that were bellyaching about those guys. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith on the top of that list, by the way, Correct. along with others that you mentioned. How could you get rid of those veterans? How could you weren't winning with them? Correct. You didn't have the infrastructure for it. And he got two linebackers in T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds for basically the same money. Basically. My point is, is that you at some point have to be able to have a set of balls and put them on the table Correct. and say, this is who we're, we are as a franchise. I can't do anything about how the Bears failed to get Joe Montana in 1979. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't do anything about that. You can tell those old stories and spin those old yarns, but it's 2024. And so it's go time now. Correct. Kevin White was a bad pick. We can't change it. Leonard Floyd. You and Yurko were all over that. I remember listening to York and listening to your night show. Go, I'm a Georgia fan. Don't take that guy. So we can't change any of that. We can't redo the Mitch Trubisky draft, unfortunately. But you cannot make the same mistake this time. 
Poles will have his first official chance to talk to Caleb Williams today. And Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, and J.J. McCarthy, and Bonix. He's going to get all those interviews. When he sits down with Caleb Williams, is that more a, say in Chicago, kid, because they're going to bring him in with one of what's called their 30 visits, and he will spend a couple of days there. That's when Patrick Mahomes sold Andy Reid in that famous thing where Nagy showed up at the hotel the night before. Mm -hmm. Nagy writes the report and says, Trubisky, ultimate project. Um, Deshaun Watson, concerned about injuries. He's already had an ACL, thin wrist, thin ankle, the whole deal. Patrick Mahomes, generational, do not miss, move up, get what, do whatever you have to do to get him. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at the hotel the night before. Here's the answers to the test. I want you to be our quarterback. When you meet with Andy tomorrow, these are the plays you've got to know. Study this tonight. And when you go in there tomorrow for five hours on the whiteboard, you'll kill it because those are the plays. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. And it's worked out. So I want that for us. Yes. Same thing. Yes. The risk and reward. The risk is, and maybe it's not a risk to Ryan Poles, but for many that are listening right now, the risk is, hey, we like Justin Fields and we feel like he's a raw talent. We feel like he's on the precipice of doing something special with the Chicago Bears team. Well, just based on reports, and it's not me and Cap pushing him out the door, we have to say this every day because, and again, I can say this, people will hear what they want to hear. I couldn't care less. I'm an adult with a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, this is, I'm a sports fan, just like everybody else listening. Right. And so, my, but, but my ultimate overarching point is, Cap, is that Ryan Poles feels that he can upgrade at the position, not just turn the clock back on the money at the quarterback position, but feels like he can upgrade it by saying, we're going to start over with this young man because he has all the intangibles that we like. And if it's not Caleb Williams, it's going to be someone else, but it more than likely won't be Justin Fields, just based on everything that we're hearing. And, and, he, and that's the risk. How many times in the, in the previous years where a general manager or a front office person would say, no, we're going to stick with who we have right here. We're not going to go for a quarterback because we got our guy. We like him in the room. There's, this is an era, Cap, in which you upgrade. Wait, we've seen some uh, surprising upgrades just around here, just from coaches and managers. It was out of nowhere that Craig Council became the manager for the Chicago Cubs. I think they were good with Ross, but they didn't want to settle. Like, I, they looked at the, the Blackhawks and said, we love Dennis Savard, but we need to upgrade by having someone that can tighten the screws like Quinville. Yeah, we, we like Rick Renneria, but Ozzie Guinn is one of our own. Yeah, he's going to get us to a World Series championship. It happened. So I think it's okay to be able to say, we like who we have, and we had no reports that there is a disconnect between poles and fields, but we need someone that we feel that can tighten the screws of this and reimagine the quarterback position. I get that. Yeah, I still, and someone's got to explain to me why it's become such a divisive issue. I've told you. You don't like my answer. Tell me again. <laughs> I told you already. <laughs> because people have an emotional investment into Justin Fields. You remember how you felt in Florida. You remember how I felt in the hood cave when we, we were found ecstatic. out. That's, that's, that's the feeling, though. When's the last time that a Bears fan felt that good about someone coming into the organization? Think about it. You might like the guys on the Bears roster right now. Okay. But, but think about the, the entire roster and look at Justin Fields. 
Was anyone that excited about a, a player coming to the Bears since Fields? Uh, my quote was, that's the most exciting thing that's happened in Chicago sports since the Cubs won the World Series. People laugh The night they draft people laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now, people think I'm anti him. I'm not. Yeah. I just want better. You still like my answer. My answer is that people have that investment. But Right? But if Am I right, not right about that? You, about, you are. Okay, but... But if Caleb Williams... Is who many of these analysts said he was or is. What I don't understand the the hesitancy. They'll trust Pauls to do everything else, but they won't trust that decision if it means moving on from Justin. And I don't understand why. Because people feel good about Justin Fields. They feel like he's an underdog, and he is. He is an underdog, and he's underachieved as a Chicago Bears quarterback. But here's what you know, Cap, and we talk about this all the time. You're a 9-to-5-er, or you're working every day, and you tune in to Cap and Jay Hood or, or, or any of the shows on ESPN Chicago to get your information. But the one thing that the 9-to-5-er knows is I know what Justin Fields is. I don't know who Caleb Williams is because I don't have the sports bandwidth to sit and watch tape or watch USC football. Too late for me, man. I got to get up with the kids. I ain't watching Pac-12 after dark. I mean, but that's what it is, though, Cap. No, a lot, a lot of people have the time to be able to research or look, you know, week in, week out, like Shay and I, loving college football, watching every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that, and, but they love Justin Fields because they know that. They, can, they find three and a half hours in their week to be able to watch Justin Fields and invest in him. And so to say that he's going to be going away, for some people, that's a problem. Right. It, it is. Go ahead, Moore. No, I was going to say he's like that cookie that's warm with the ice cream on top. <laughs> Some yes. people like a dessert. Yes. <laughs> they just don't want it to go away. That's right. Even if it's bad for you. I like a cookie. So, uh, so here's the other thing. Justin, even by their admission from the cult, that he hasn't played well enough. He hasn't. Well, he had Luke Getze. Okay. He works in Vegas now. Well, he didn't have enough help. Well, he didn't have a receiving core. Well, the offensive line wasn't good. If you leave Caleb Williams on the board, if your GM truly believes that dude's the guy, yes, and you don't take him, that's malpractice. Much as it might sting, if you let your GM do his job, and if he comes back and he says... He's speaking today at 9.15. We'll carry it here on the show. Mm-hmm. If he gets up to the mic, yeah, I've got an announced couple of announcements. One, Jalen Johnson has agreed to a new deal or he got tapped, whatever he says. Number two, we are openly engaged in trading the pick. We're staying with Justin. Tomorrow morning, let's go. Yeah, Game awesome. on, man. Yeah, whatever. Game on. Well, how would you and Hoodie going to be able to handle that if you want Caleb Williams? Because I'm a Bears fan and an adult with a mortgage, like you say. Mm-hmm. That's it. But if he comes out and says, we've traded Justin to the Atlanta Falcons for whatever they got back, and we're zeroed in on the quarterback class, and they end up taking Caleb Williams, game on as well. I just don't understand why they'll trust Ryan Poles to make this deal, that deal. Just don't touch my quarterback. Just let the man do his job. It's because of the it's the term that you just used, my quarterback. That's why. And again, that's not everybody. 
But I think that more and more we're not hearing from the Fields fans as much because I think they know the inevitable is going to happen. I just think it's interesting on Unsportsmanlike that they say, well, it's the Bears. Of course, you're going to screw it up. And I'm just here to say that, yes, I can. we can spin all those old yarns about what the Bears used to be. But what I'm saying here is that you're rooting for better. I can understand why there might be a little concern, a lot of concern, because we're talking about the unknown. Anytime you go in the draft, it's the unknown. But the point is, though, is that the Bears, I, I feel, are t- turning this thing in the right direction. So... What are you expecting to hear from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus today when they speak? As Cap mentioned, that both will speak today. We'll carry it right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. We got a couple of things that we think that Eberflus and Poles could say. But jump into our conversation about the Bears. I mean, like, like Unsportsmanlike said before we came on the air, the Bears, well, they always get it wrong. Do you feel like they can get to, they're going to get it wrong here at the quarterback position? Let's talk about it on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap and J Hood are back. Appreciate you guys. I listen to you streaming on the ESPN One Thousand app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's Cap and J Hood on ESPN One Thousand and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Tuesday morning as we talk to you about the Bears. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. All the teams around the National Football League are at the Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, Ryan Poles is there. Matt Eberflus is there as well. What are you expecting to hear from Poles and Eberflus when they speak today? Now, it's a, a question for you, but it's also a question for us, Cap, because we know that this time of year not only is Combine year, but also Sandbag year sandbag time of year where you don't give all your trade secrets and why would you to the press and indy i fully expect him to come out and go justin's our quarterback we love justin blah 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 well what about the quarterback class we'll go through our evaluations just like we do every year i'd have to be blown away to take a quarterback the whole thing why would he say why would he tip his hand for what possible reason yes until it's done yeah it's not going to come out today and go, I've evaluated everything. Justin's on the market. No, he's not going to do that. No. And that, then the nonsense will start later. See, he said really good things about Justin. No. Well, of course he did. No, he's not going to say anything, but that was Shane Waldron's job, and he dropped the ball last week. He was pushed out. To, you say it. going out there. I, I, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was his job, Cap. So odd for the coordinators to speak this close to the combine last week. So odd. Because it put, you, you put Shane Waldron's blank in a ringer right there. Did you not? You put his blank in a ringer like you go out there, like all this conversation about the quarterback. You want me to? I'm the offensive coordinator. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> say what you want, kid. I mean, that's almost a rib, man. I almost say ribbed him out there. It's like, hey, you go out there and say something. Like, this is a pressure cooker in Chicago. Everyone wants to know, is it going to be Caleb Williams or, you know, or uh, Justin Fields? That's not right. Could Poles go out today and put the first-round pick, like the number one pick in the draft, up for sale without committing to Justin Fields? Say, say that again? Polls goes out, says we're listening to offers on the number one pick. And somebody, oh, are you sticking with Justin Fields? We're listening to offers on the number one pick. You don't have to, like, I Absolutely. still think there's a world you could trade it and not keep Fields. Oh, yeah, that's out there for sure. Could he potentially take the, and be like, yeah, you know, we're, we're answering some phone calls? Mm-hmm. Well, he might say, he, if he's not listening to phone calls, then shame on him. 
and he's not the guy I think he is. Of course he's going to listen to every time that phone rings is potentially something he could be intrigued by. One call leads to another call to, all right, I had a bunch of calls about this. I'm not doing that, but we found something on this. You don't know what comes out there. Yeah, we're going to hear from Tom Palacero, who covers the National Football League like a blanket, talking about what the Bears could do with the draft that's coming up after our 730 headlines right here on Captain J. Hood. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Say hello to Dallas, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Justin on Captain J. Hood. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's, I hope everything is up? good. How are you, Justin? I'm good. I'm good, Cap Hoodie. Uh, can you just give me a minute or two just to get something off my chest? Uh, first off, Hoodie, I'm the guy that you speak about, about the guy that doesn't have time to – I work the 9 to 5, literally. I don't have time to watch the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever the case may be. I just want Ryan Pose to get it right. Mm-hmm. And my history tells me that the general managers in the past, while we've made some good decisions, we made a lot of bad decisions. Yep. So that's, that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, I want to address the caller last week that had some choice words. I won't speak of him, but, I mean, we know who it is. Um, I don't know how much time he spent in Chicago. I know he's from a certain city on the East Coast. But uh, all I know is I'm born and raised in Chicago. And I've been following the Bears since forever. So we've had a lot of down years. And we just so happen to be in the position that we are in now. So for him to come in and say, oh, whatever, this question that he asked, who does he think he is, that's fine. It's cool. But, you know, you're a guest in this Bears community. I'm a veteran in the Bears community. <laughs> so take that how you want to take it. I appreciate y'all taking my call, and you know it's all love. Peace. You're the best. <laughs> that's our guy. The Chicago way from Justin. <laughs> yeah. That's what he just told he you. He is <laughs> a diehard. He laid it out there, didn't he? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Our phone number. I mean, as Cap and I were talking right before the show, there's nothing that the that the current Bears regime can do about Rick Meyer in a fourth round draft pick uh, being traded for a first round pick in 1997. Nothing you can do about it. We thought that Rick Meyer was going to be the guy. I thought he was at least a B to C quarterback. You realize if you go back to '98. They had Stenstrom. They had Rick Meyer. We gave up a first round pick. They won a meaningless game against Baltimore mm-hmm. in 98. Otherwise, they have the number one pick. Yep. We got four wins. Indy got three. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're out of the running. I was like, what are we doing here? Chicago Bears, man. But again, that's just part of the lore of the negative and the questions and just the dysfunction of the Bears. The hope is they're going to get right right now. As we go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, listening on the ESPN Chicago app, here's Marcus on Captain J. Hood. Marcus, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. What's up, Marcus? Uh, Fine. Hey, so one thing, I don't, one thing that, that bugs me is when I hear either side talking and they talk like that the other side is the cult, the only cult. So, Cap, I mean, I, I hate the word cult, but if we're going to say cults, there is a Caleb code also. Let's acknowledge that. This is not just in Fields fans. There's fans on both sides that are so stuck on their opinion on what the Bears should do that people are saying, okay, if they choose the opposite of what you what you what you want, that you've been on that side so much, how are you gonna come back and be a Fields fan if they don't trade Fields or 
be a caliph. But, but that's where, where Marcus, that's where you're wrong. We're not anti or pro Fields fans. We're Bears fans. If Ryan Pohl says, I want to do this, I'm in, man. He's my GM. I want my team to win. Well, well Cap, I, I was speaking in general. In general, I, I was speaking in, like, Bears Twitter world and stuff, not necessarily you, even though I don't think you're being real with yourself. But I, I, my, my main point I do want to make, though. How am I not Cap, being real? Week, I'm, being, I'm being totally honest here. I want them to draft Caleb Williams. I've said consistently for six months, unless his background checks, if Paul says, nah, I got some red flags, I can't do it. Okay, you have access to more information, Ryan Poles, than Marcus or Hoodie or me or anybody else. If all those boxes are checked, don't hope Justin's the guy. Take what you think is the better prospect, period. Okay, so what I so I, I do I do have another main point. But what I be when I see you not being real. If the Bears came on today at the press conference and said we're keeping Fields, I don't think you you'll handle it that easy. You you were the same person that that screamed that the Bears was chase was scared to chase greatness a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. You you emotionally invested in and. I get it. You invested. You really want the Bears to take Caleb Williams, and I think that there will be more disappointment than you're, you're acknowledging if they don't take Caleb. Well, I won't agree with point- the decision. I will think it's the wrong decision. But again, if Ryan Poles makes that decision, it says we are 100% committed to Justin Fields. I'm a Bears fan, man, and he obviously has more intel than we do. Right. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, everyone will be come back. You know, no matter what, if, if, if they make whatever decision, everyone will come back and be a Bears fan. But my main point, though, Cap, that I wanted to say is, so last week, uh, Justin came out and said that he uh, shut social media, or he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys came on, and, and you, you called him, you didn't say he was a coward, but you said it was cowardly. Correct. And, that, and, and, and the week before that, I called you, and I said... You're too personal. It's, it's borderline disrespect. And you did the same thing with Rose a few years ago. And I, if I remember correctly, you said you ran into him in the arena and you apologized to him. And you said, man, this guy's a good kid. And that's where I think we get invested too much into these guys, and then we start to go too far with takes. We get emotionally invested, and we go too far with takes. I see it on Twitter every day. But, Cap, you're a good man in the end, though. I know everyone gets on you on Twitter but I get it. You just, you just want the best to be good, everybody. That's all I want, man. appreciate you. We appreciate you being a loyal listener. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. More of your phone calls. Also, Tom Pelissero spoke about Caleb Williams. And we've got one side of the beef from Justin in Dallas. We're going to get the other side oh, of the beef doctor. from Derek in Brooklyn. Oh, yes. It's still to come. Oh, yeah. Here comes the ether. And here comes the pain. Looking forward to it. Cap and J-Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. Let's go. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J-Hood. Good morning, Chicago. Here's David Kaplan. Thank you, Jonathan Hood. The 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Combat Energy Efficiency Program. Bulls will look to win a second straight tonight when they host the league-worst Pistons, who got screwed by the officials last night in a loss to the Knicks. The game is at the United Center tonight. Bulls 27 and 30, favored by 11 and a half at home tonight. Tip off at 7 p.m. 
I'm laying the 11 and a half. Cody Bellinger is set to have a reintroductory press conference for spring training tomorrow after re-signing with the Cubs over the weekend. Jesse Rogers told us yesterday the Cubs could still make a play for free agent Matt Chapman. However, Sahadev Sharma from The Athletic says, ostensibly the Cubs are already at the luxury tax level. Bob Nightingale reported yesterday the Yankees are still in play for Blake Snell, but they would prefer to trade for Dylan Cease than sign Snell. White Sox play the Dodgers in spring training today. It will be Shohei Otani's Dodgers debut. And we'll carry Ryan Poles at 9.15, Matt Eberflus at 11.30 on your home for the Bears, ESPN 1000. Jay Moore! Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Captain Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Hmm. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Coming up this half hour, Snorling's scouting report. It'll be on Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver from Ohio State. You'll hear from Storling on his scouting report. He gives it to us every Tuesday right here on Cap and Jay Hood. Can I give you my scouting report on Marvin Harrison? He's freaking sensational. Back to you. We turn now to Tom Pelissero. Covers <laughs> the National Football League like a blanket. He was on the Dan Patrick Show recently. He was, and it was outstanding stuff. I'm a huge Tom Pelissero fan because I think he just... Here's the news, man. He's not playing to the... I've got to have a hot take this morning. He just, here's the news. I'm tapped in. I'm NFL Network. Let's go. And so there's a number of cuts that we pulled from it, but he gave his thoughts on what the Bears are going to do. Trading back to get more picks. Could the Bears do that? Here's Tom Pelissero. As far as the Bears uh, and the possibility of trading back, what I would tell you, Dan, is the Bears have not made final decisions on what they're going to do. They've not finalized anything internally. They have not, despite some questions I've heard from people in the league in the past couple of days, they have not communicated anything to Caleb Williams saying that you're, we're definitely taking you at number one. And there's always the possibility that someone is going to make you an offer that makes you reconsider whatever your inclination was. I mean, if you go again through this offseason here and the way that they've handled things publicly, the way that they had handled the offensive coordinator search and hiring Shane Waldron to run a certain style of offense. There's a lot of arrows that point toward this is going to end up being Caleb Williams at number one. But again, if you have that opportunity, if you're going to trade down once, why would you not contemplate trading down twice? Unless you're going to take one of the other quarterbacks, or if you're trying to only move back a spot and let's say take Marvin Harrison Jr. or something, you could potentially trade down and continue to amass you know, picks into the future. Having said that, You've also got Matt Eberflus, Ryan Poles. They're entering year three. Year three is always critical decision time. I don't want to say make or break, but in a lot of ways, anytime you're into year three, you're either going to work your way into a contract extension or you're going to work your way into somebody else having your job. To trade completely out of it, to not reset at the quarterback position, would be a substantial gamble. It's one more reason that, again, nothing done, but one more reason to believe ultimately it's Caleb Williams, number one in Chicago. Thoughts there from Tom Pelissero. Yeah, and it's exactly what I think. They have not finalized anything. This will be their first official chance to sit down and talk to Caleb Williams. They've done a ton, ton of background work, as every team has, talking to people in Caleb's camp, former coaches, former teammates, 
at every stop along the way. High school, Oklahoma, USC. What's he like? Is he a good person? Is he this? Is he that? And I told you, a guy I went to school with who did a lot of the background work for another team said, here's the deal. He can make every throw. He's a great teammate. Not a good teammate, a great teammate. He picks you up when you're down. He will get on your ass when you need to have somebody as a leader get on your ass. He is generous to a fault with his NIL, with his teammates. The only thing is, and you've got to get comfortable with this, he's a brand. And that's the way these top guys are today. Mm-hmm. He is a brand. He, his Twitter says, I'm a business man. Not a businessman. A business man. Mm-hmm. He said, if you can't get your brain wrapped around that, then the game's passed you by. Get out. That's yeah. what my friend told me. Yeah, and that's the way it is in 2024. Correct. These young people have become a brand in high school, Cap. Now, when the, you, the good ones. When you were scouting, they were just great players. Correct. But, but, but then when you become a brand in high school, AEU, in the college, in the pros, this is the way it is. Correct. Because people are looking for the next big thing early. Early. Earlier than college, earlier than high school sometimes. They're looking for the next big thing. When we used to see these great athletes out of high school on Sports Illustrated, sometimes those games would be on ESPN and be like, wow, that's amazing. If you're talking about a kid that's 16, 17, he must be really, really special. And now it's commonplace. Correct. Across the board in sports. It's just how it is. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Derek in Brooklyn, New York, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Derek, good morning. Yo, yo, good morning, man. What's up? You notice we have, a prom- my- we have a promo running of you as well. Oh, okay. That's what's up, man. But I'm, I'm hearing people, you know, saying my name without saying my name. And where I'm from, man, we say names. You know what I mean? If we got a problem. But, um... Take that, what's, Justin. What's, now, what's, what's, do, what's the do issue with me? Well, what I said, can you just explain the tail end of it real quick so I can, you know, I just say I heard my name, you know what I'm saying, without hearing my name. I mean, he has beef with your, your Bears thoughts, apparently. Okay, so he has an issue with my take about saying that I think the Bears should move on from Justin Fields, right? Okay, so listen, uh, what's the dude named Justin? All right, first of all, man, let me say this, man. Don't ever question... Uh, my situation as far as living in New York but uh, being from Chicago because I can go to Chicago anytime I want and be good anywhere. That's number one in Chicago. So I'm going to say that first. Now we're going to get to the bad situation. Uh, Justin Fields to me, man, he's okay. And for me, being a, a fan of the quarterback position, okay is not good enough. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and go through all the different reasons why I feel, because I didn't done that plenty of times. Everybody that listened to the show didn't heard my take plenty of times. You want mediocre quarterback play? You want dudes to, you want this dude to throw the ball to the receiver, overthrow and underthrow the ball, and then spin out of tackles and run for 80 yards and take a chance on breaking his body up and, not, and being on the bench? That's your business, man. But I don't want him in Chicago no more. And if he is still here, then you know what? I have no choice but to ride with him because I'm a Bears fan simple as that just like Kappa hoodie said all right man so listen i will stay longer but i gotta go to therapy i got a little situation in my job i'll highlight you guys another day peace we man. love you have a great day derek it's safe to come out Cap. it's safe to come out now oh god let's don't get on a plane to dallas right mic drop oh, oh wow. man i think he cooked justin fields worse than he cooked justin in dallas no question about it <laughs> Justin Stew. <laughs> I I want to make sure it was safe, Cap. You gotta learn how to duck when you get those strays, man. 
You stay down. Keep your head low. That's what I was doing. Correct. I'm used to it. 312-332-ESPN-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, Back to the phone lines we go. We say hello to Brian in Lake Forest on Cap and Jay Hood. Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you, Sparky. I wanted to ask you guys, what's the best attribute, physical or mental or whatever, that Caleb Williams has that Justin Fields doesn't? And why it just doesn't feel right drafting Caleb Williams? Maybe it's because I'm an Irish fan and I just hate USC, but something feels off about Caleb Williams. So I watched a bunch of tape yesterday. I watched all the Pelissero with Dan Patrick. I sent it to you guys. I watched some stuff about just that was really positive about Justin Fields. We have some of that, and then I asked my guys over at the Tape Never Lies Network. They did a breakdown of. Caleb Williams, they, they do all these different quarterbacks. Snorling is doing the same thing for us, and every day gives us a Scarvey week, gives us a scouting report. So I asked my guy, tell me, Phil, Caleb, he says, has perfect throwing mechanics. No ball tap, no wind-up on throws, which Hoodie has identified two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, still that big, long, looping wind-up when Justin throws the ball. It is the best release I have covered since Marino. He is an Aaron Rodgers clone. He whips through his throws with great balance. He's in structure, can make every single NFL throw on the field, has amazing pocket presence and movement, does not look to evade and run. He looks to evade and not run. He can when he has to, but he looks to tightrope the line of scrimmage and threaten defenders while moving accurately with passes and anticipation all over the field. That's the difference. But in my opinion, he's shorter, weaker, slower, and we already know what we got in Justin Fields, and we're just drafting a quarterback because we have the number one. Well, let me ask you a question. You said we already know what we have in Justin Fields, and I'm not being a hater here. I'm simply asking you to give me your data because by every metric, he is the fourth best quarterback in our division if Cousins is still in Minnesota. His numbers, I posted on Twitter this morning from Bill Zimmerman, who covers the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky, through three years, is better than him, and other than rushing yards, every single category. So explain to me, we know what we have. Why are you so willing, Brian and Lake Forest, to settle for mediocrity? It's not mediocrity. It's more, I think it's more offensive coordinator. Everybody knows that we haven't used them the right way for three, four years now. So that Luke Getzey gets a job 10 days after getting fired. Albert Breer from Monday Morning Quarterback comes on here and says, well, actually, at the Senior Bowl, most, not every, most in the NFL felt it was not a Luke Getzey problem. So how do you respond to that? Uh, I, think Luke, I think Luke was garbage, and we should have been – Rolling them out like exactly what happened with Mitchell. We, we should have been rolling them out and using their abilities to be productive on the field, and we weren't. So, ne- ne- so, it's, ne- so it's, never, it's, never on the, it's never on the players, huh, Brian? Like Because you haven't given any blame for the ineptitude at the quarterback position. It's always the coaches, correct? Not always, but also... Caleb looks good when he throws the ball deep. Justin looks good when he throws the ball deep. So I just see 
that they're very similar in most of the ways, but Fields is just stronger, taller, faster, and he's already been in the NFL. Caleb has played on one of the best teams in college football. It's easy to throw when you have the greatest wide receivers in the NCAA. Hold on, hold on. I know we got to go, Brian. He has one wide receiver that made the NFL at USC. That's the kid in Minnesota, Jordan Addison. One. His offensive line, there may be one that might make the league. His defense, go back through the 12 games they lost with him. His defense gave up insane numbers of points. Okay. Uh, let me help you out, Brian. You, you want Justin because you're used to seeing him, and you're not, you don't think much of Caleb because you saw him once against the Irish. The, your call is not rare. We've heard that call before. We will have Snorling Skyrim Report coming up next on Captain J. Hood. Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Real stats, unfiltered takes, and a deep dive. That's the new landscape of these sports. One player, one team, or one thing. This year, it's pathetic. It's an embarrassment. It's Snorling Scouting Report. Scouting Report. On Cap and Jay Hood, ESPN Chicago. Oh, we've got Chattanooga coming your way at 8 o'clock and around the NFL at 8.18. Albert Brewer at 8.35. But now it's time for a Snorling Scouting Report. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Yeah, Woody, I'm moving to wide receivers today. I wanted to take a look at Marvin Harrison Jr. And I feel like I don't have to spend a lot of time on the positives because this is a guy who's just been talked about so much. When you go to look for some of the film online, you get people saying things like, not just generational. But the best wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson and maybe the greatest wide receiver prospect of all time. Footwork's nuts. Uh He's explosive off the line of scrimmage. He can burn you with his speed. He's a high-level route runner. Body control on the sideline, forget about it. I mean, when he's got to bring a pass in on the sideline, it's two feet down inbounds almost every time. It's not just college one-foot-down stuff. And I swear to you, he's never not open. If he's covered, he's open. If he's open, he's wide open. If he's wide open, touchdown. Like, it's it's ridiculous watching him. However, I want to spend some time on the cons. And I think Brian in Lake Forest is going to like this. Mm-hmm. He was terrible against Notre Dame, man. Absent in the Notre Dame game. Three uh-huh. catches, 32 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, that is just unacceptable. Against the Irish, to be terrible? Generational, my ass. If you're so generational, where was it against Notre Dame? Hoodie, this guy's trash. <laughs> Hoodie, he never won a title in college. This guy never won a championship. He couldn't even win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. This guy's so good, why didn't he beat Michigan? Generational talent. <laughs> Greatest wide receiver prospect of all time. Blow it out, Keister. This guy couldn't win his conference. Hoodie. Hoodie. Yes. He didn't play in the bowl game. Hoodie. Yeah, I got questions about his te- his, his uh, character. Is he a good teammate? Yeah. He didn't play in the bowl game. It's a great question. Yes. Yes. All great points. Do you see how ridiculous this is? Yeah. It's an overreach. If all of the cons are one game, this guy stunk, but the rest of them, he looks generational. Maybe focus on the rest. Nobody's doing it with Marvin Harrison. Yes. He was bad against Notre Dame. He was running with a blanket on him. He was yeah. never open. 
made a couple nice catches, but outside of a few flash plays, he stunk in that game. Never won. Nobody's doing that with him. Right. Why do we do it with the other guy? See? How about that, Cap? Marvin Harrison. Because we have room for Marvin Harrison, and we don't have to kick anybody that everyone's in love with out. (laughs) Right? Yes. But what about the big games, as Shay just laid out? What about the game against Notre Dame? Because that's the game that everyone cares about. Right. The USC against Notre Dame. The whole draft comes down to that game, by the way. I mean, to evaluate Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams, everything comes down to that game because it was in the Midwest. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You see what he's doing there? Yeah. It's more than just a game. It's more than that. I mean, all I know is that all, all the things he just laid out there, we just know how great Harrison is. You can have all those negatives if you want, as he just laid out, and people will try to find a way to shoot holes into it, but it's right there. That's but, this but, but, but the funny thing is, quarterbacks get, get annihilated for things that he just laid out. Correct. I've been doing this with callers off the air for months. Because <laughs> people call, I don't want Caleb. He didn't play in the bowl game. I got questions. He's not a very good teammate. He was terrible against the Irish. And for months now, I've just been like, oh, do you want Marvin Harrison? Because everything you've said about Caleb, I can say about Marvin Harrison. See? Word for word verbatim back to you. See that? See? See how we do that with a wide receiver versus a quarterback? This is why it's all nonsense. Every bit of it. He's not at the Combine in Indianapolis, and he didn't win his bowl game, and he doesn't show up in, in this big game, the, the one game I watched. See what he did? So yeah. Now, we, so what, what Snorling did is just put a mirror up to all these people that say that about Caleb Williams or quarterbacks. Correct. Yeah. And, and I can't wait for him to break down Malik Neighbors because there are some that think Malik Neighbors is even better. But I'm my, excited to get to Neighbors and the Dunesay. But my point is, just let Poles do his job. Please. That is what I trust Ryan Poles unless he gets rid of Justin. Right. Then I don't. That's a, that's well done by Shane Orling. Because he just he put it out there, put a big mirror up to people that look at Caleb Williams that way. And then thinking about Marvin Harrison. All the same intangibles. All the same question marks that you may have. And yet, he's elite. Why can't Caleb be elite? Correct. Time will tell. Work him out. Do your deal. Check the medicals. If everything comes back clean. Who knows? He could do his medicals. They go, uh, that's a concern. Or his psychological. That's a con- If all the boxes get checked, he's taking the quarterback. The Notre Dame game. Shot or no shot. I love that. Well done, Snorling. On Cap and J Hood.